0: God, as we continue in this series this morning about exposing the enemy, Father, we ask that your spirit would guide us. We ask that every demonic force of darkness that would try to stick its head up would be under our feet. We know that, Lord, when the enemy begins to be exposed, the enemy gets angry. And, Lord, we declare victory today, right now. We pray that every thing that would try to rise would not be allowed to. And, Lord, be blocked and canceled out, Father. And we pray that the anointing that breaks the yokes of bondage would be upon this word, Father. That you'd set the captives free. That you'd break chains off of us of religion. That you'd break chains off of us of bondage. That you'd break chains off of us that are holding us back from walking in the absolute victory that you've called us to walk in. Lord, open up hearts and minds that there'll be souls saved today and lives changed. And glory brought to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Praise God. Get your Bibles open. I'm going to try to... The reason I <clears throat> sometimes don't know what, where to go is because there's so much that I have in my spirit and I have to try to... I have notes, but sometimes it doesn't help. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I want to start a, or continue tonight or this morning a series that I started on Wednesday night. and We had a great crowd on Wednesday night. Thank you, for everybody, for coming out. Hopefully next week after spring break we'll all be back to normal and uh, on our regular schedules. Still got some people out of town. They're a little hot still, Jeff. Um, I can talk louder. And um, I, I really have been feeling lately to, to, to st- start a series on exposing the devil, and exposing who he is, and exposing what he does, and exposing how he works. And, and at the same time, I'm leading up to something, and I'll throw some stuff out where you understand where I'm going, and. What I want to do is at the end of the month, two weeks from today, we're going to be celebrating Resurrection Sunday, Amen. And we're going to be celebrating, especially that day. Not that we don't every week the resurrection of Christ, Amen. And that is it, Amen. That is the gospel right there. But before we get there, and that morning I'm going to be preaching on the power of the cross, and we're going to have an activity with the kids, and we're going to let them uh, have some fun that day. But here in the in the sanctuary, I'm going to be preaching on the power of the cross, but how many know if you don't know how powerful the enemy is that the cross defeated, you don't appreciate the cross as much? When you know how strong the enemy is, then you see what God did to defeat it. It makes the defeat stronger. Amen? And when we get to that day where I talk about the power of the cross, I want you to be able to see what Jesus has defeated. And I want to, know, to tell you this, to, this morning as I did Wednesday... This message is in, not in any way to bring glory to Satan. We know that. We're not talking about him so that he would be uh, talked about in a good way. We're talking about him so we know who he is. Because one of the most important verses that you'll see as we go forward, and I'm not going to go to it at this moment, you can write it down, is that the, that Jesus, sorry, the, devil, the devil comes as an angel of light. Right. Second Corinthians eleven 14. Don't look at it for time, but you can write it down. He comes as an angel of light. That means that he is not coming at you as you figure and see in the movies. He doesn't have horns sticking out of his head and the the black cape and everything. The Bible says that he masquerades himself as an angel of light. And he uses the, 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 the deception to come and get in front of you and mesmerize you and deal with you and get you without you even knowing you're dealing with the devil. That's right, right? He doesn't come say, hey, I'm the devil. <laughs> Here I am. He is going to be deceptive. And, and, and I want you to understand, and I'm, I'm not going to have you go to scriptures. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll have you open up real quick to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. But I, I want you to understand. That I'm going to tell you some verses that we won't have time to get to. But in the beginning... In Genesis, we know that God planned Adam, or sorry, the Garden of Eden, and Satan came in, and we know that Satan deceived, okay? The Bible says that the serpent was cunning, okay? The word cunning means decept, deceptful, deceitful, okay? And, 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 uh, and what he does is he comes in, and he twists things. He doesn't tell you exactly the truth, but he gets you a close truth, and listen, today in the world we live in, in the religious world, in the church, there's a whole lot of deceptive teachings going on that sound a lot like the truth. You ever heard anything that sounds kind of like the truth? But we don't believe in some of the truth. We believe in all of the truth. We believe in the full gospel. We believe in Genesis to Revelation, and we don't take out things that we don't think should be there, and we don't add things things that we think should be there. Amen? That's when you heard the whole counsel of God. It's that we believe everything Jesus said, not just what fits my lifestyle. Can you say amen? Amen. All right, just making sure you're here. So the Bible says that Satan came in, in the form of a serpent and deceived Adam and Eve, and he was cunning, and that was the word. He was crafty. He was crafty. And as we go on, I'm not giving any glory to God. I'm showing you who He is. And every service and every message I give, I'm going to give you some verses that show that He is defeated in your life. But you cannot defeat Him if you don't know who He is. And you have to know how He works and where He comes from and what He does and why He does it and why He can do it. That's very important. Now, I want to give you a good foundation, and and unless the Holy Spirit changes my mind, I'm going to show you a quick video in a few minutes, and and you'll know why in a second. But um, I want to show you real quick in Isaiah. Are you there? Chapter 14. I'm reading this part again that I read Wednesday because it's important. But if you're taking notes, I want to uh, hold on, hold on, hold that thought. Get to Isaiah 14. If you've got your pens, write two things down. These are going to be two keys to this series. You know how I like to teach and preach. I like to I like to get you things that you can grab onto and hold onto and make it simple where if you walked out and said, I didn't get everything, but I got this, you'd have something very important. There's two things that if we begin to read these scriptures, you're going to see that are characteristics of the devil that exist today in our lives, that we have to fight against every day. And we have to fight against them in the church, okay? I said on Wednesday night, this place right here, the church, the established place, meeting time and place that God has put together, is an example of eternal life, an example of eternity, where we're going to spend heaven together, we're all going to be assembled together, and a lot of the things that happen in the beginning are going to happen in the end, and in between is practice. God brings us together in fellowship together and be together for practice for heaven. Worshipping is practice. Praising God is practice. Learning is, is practice. So we'll know what we're doing. We're perfecting ourselves this morning. But there's two things I want you to write down. I want you to have this real clear. Underline them, circle them, write them big. There's two super keys to this series. There's two things the devil has always had. It caused his fall and it's the greatest opposition to you and I today. Number one is Pride. Pride. Pride, pride, pride. You'll see this in a minute, okay? So the first super key is pride versus humility. Pride versus humility. Got that? Second one is obedience versus disobedience. Those are the two keys to victory. If you want to break down Christianity, if you want to break down the gospel, if you want to break down our faith this morning, if you will get those two things and make them your own and understand them, you will make it. And I'm going to show you in the scriptures what caused Satan to fall, then caused man to fall, and then tries to cause us to fall. How many know the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun? Everything's the same. We're not dealing with a different enemy today than they dealt with in the Garden of Eden. It's the same enemy. Amen? And thank God, Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, I'm the same today, and I'll be the same forever. Amen? I do not change. So as we go forward, just remember we are victorious because of our Lord. Amen? Amen. And don't get too serious on me. It is serious, but don't look at me serious. Amen? Smile at me every once in a while. So pride versus humility, obedience versus rebellion. Think about this. And I'm going to show you in a second. Satan, I'm just giving you a good ground. Satan rebelled. Okay? And why he rebelled was because he was prideful. And he was disobedient to what God told him to do. Okay? This is the devil. On this side over here, Jesus Christ, he he was humble. He humbled himself. The exact opposite attitude and spirit that the devil had, Jesus took. See, the devil was not in a place to have that pride, yet he had it. And Jesus was in a place to have pride, yet he chose not to. How many get that? Satan was in a place where he was under God's authority, and he was supposed to obey God, and he chose to disobey. Jesus was in a place where he was God and is God, and he had the place that he's making obedience happen to him, but he chose to obey. So those are the two keys. If you don't get anything else out, all the things that happen in our lives, good and bad, come from these two things in your life. Now, I'm going to read these quickly because I read them Wednesday, but many weren't here, and this is important that you get this part, Isaiah 14. Many people know the serpent in the garden, but many people don't know these verses in the book of Isaiah and the book of Ezekiel that clearly and very openly clarifies who Satan is. Verse 12, you are fallen from heaven, oh what? Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. How you've weakened the nations. For you've said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Wow. Five I wills. See, when you say, I will, you're wrong. See, we're seeing another parallel here. Satan said, I will, I will, I will. Jesus said, not my will, not my will, not my will be done, but your will be done, Father. See the difference? Everything Satan wasn't, Jesus is. Everything Satan wouldn't do, Jesus did. And remember who Jesus is. Not a man. He's God. And he when he was on the earth, we know he was full man and full God. Amen. But we're not talking about somebody who was like Lucifer who came to We're talking about God himself. Amen. And so we see in these verses that he has fallen, but it's his pride that made him fall. Now go quickly to Ezekiel. If you'll go to the left in your Bible, a few chapters, or sorry, books, past Jeremiah, you'll find Ezekiel chapter 28. Try to get there quickly because this is just passing by and i try to get to another thing. Say amen when you get there. Ezekiel 28. I'm going to begin to read. He's talking about uh, Satan again and he says in verse 12 again, you are the seal of perfection. Full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx and jasper, sapphire, turquoise and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were anointed cherub, which means angel, who covers. That means he has a place of authority. Are you with me so far? Now let me break something down to you real quick for those that don't know. Satan was the greatest angel that ever lived. He was the most beautiful angel. He was the head angel in heaven. Okay? Right below God. Now there's three major angels mentioned in the Bible. How many have ever heard that the Bible or that heard that a third of the angels fell with Satan? You ever heard that? You won't find specifically a verse that says a third of the angels fell. But let me explain it to you. Gabriel and Michael and Lucifer were the three main angels in heaven. Lucifer fell. They were each in charge of a section of the angels. If you break that down by math, Gabriel was in charge of a third. Michael was in charge of a third. And Lucifer was in charge of a third of the angels. Lucifer, when he fell, took his people with him. And they fell with him, and one-third of the angels fell. And today, that is what we have called demons. Angels and demons. Angels exist. Demons exist. Demons are fallen angels. Rebellious demons. Rebellious angels that have fallen, and they followed Satan. Now Satan was Lucifer. How many got that? Okay. So they fell. He was kicked out of his place because of his pride. You said he would see there was the most beautiful, most perfect. And look at verse 15. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created until iniquity was found in you. You know what it does when you begin to read the Bible? The Holy Bible. There's a reason the Bible is called the Holy Bible. Some of these people doing the things they do today need to go back and just read the cover. The Holy Bible. Some of the stuff people do in the name of God, they should be shot by God. I'm telling you, it's sick. It's called the Holy Bible for a reason. It's holy. God is in a place we could never get to. And let me tell you something. We as people are so prideful to think that we can't fall if the angels fell. How can we say we won't fall? The angels fell. They said he was perfect. You were perfect in your ways till iniquity was found in you. If iniquity can be found in the angels, iniquity can be found in us human beings. We need God, we need Jesus, we need a relationship with Him, not religion. We need a relationship with Him. We need to understand who He is. It's verse 16: by the abundance of your trading. I said this on Wednesday. Trading means lobbying, tailbearing, talking, conniving, speaking. Going behind the scenes and gossiping. Do you see that in the church? Remember I said there's a lot of parallels. The spirit of gossip. The spirit of slander. The spirit of talking behind somebody's back is straight out of the pits of hell. And it's what de- the devil did in heaven. Are you with me? He did it in heaven. He began to say, come on. We don't have to listen to God. I said on Wednesday night, if you don't understand the authority of God and authority over your life, you're in trouble. I got a few lonely three amens on that. God bless (laughs) y'all. I'm telling you, Satan didn't understand it. He said, we don't need to listen to God. And he began to go behind God's back and began to talk. Tailbearer. Lobbyist. Trading. Trading. Right? Verse 15. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you out as a profane thing out of the mountain of God and I destroyed you. Listen, oh, covering cherub, covering angel from the midst of the fiery stones. Finish with me. 17. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty, pride. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. Look at 18. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities. By the iniquity of your trading, therefore I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you. I turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you. All who knew you among the peoples are astonished at you. You've become a horror. And here's the great news. And you shall be no more forever. There's only one person on this earth that cannot be forgiven. And that's Lucifer. No more. We as human beings can be forgiven today. No matter what you've done. No matter where you've gone you can be forgiven this morning. How many are thankful for that? Amen? This is something Satan cannot have. But he said it's over, it's done, you're, 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 you're done forever. And we even see in the Revelations 20, 10, the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and they will be tormented day and night forever. Amen. Forever. Amen? They're going to be tormented. Why is the devil fighting so hard for you and me? Why is the devil fighting so hard to stop us? Why is the devil fighting so hard for souls? Because he knows that he wants to take us there with him. He doesn't want to be alone. How many know the Bible? Or the, word, the old saying says, misery loves company. Amen. You know what a dangerous thing is, is to find somebody who has found out they've got AIDS. About you know what I'm saying? I got AIDS, so I'm going to get everybody else I can get. People do that. Satan did that. Satan said, I'm going to make it miserable. Why are we seeing so much uh, sin right now? Why are we seeing so much iniquity? Why is it so bad right now? Why, 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 why can we say, man, it seems like it's worse. A lot, all the sins we're seeing have always been around, but it seems like it's abounding more, and it's greater than it's ever been. There's more perversion than there's ever been. There's more craziness than there's ever been. It's just worse and worse and worse. The reason is, is because Satan knows that his time is very short. And the closer he gets to his time of being thrown into that lake forever, see, right now he's able to move around. The Bible says in Job that he goes to and fro. He goes and he's the Bible says he's the, acu- the accuser of the brethren. He's the tempter in the Gospels. He's the father of all lies. So when you begin to realize who Satan is, as a, you know what it should do as a believer? It should make us hate sin. Listen to me on this. Too many Christians don't hate sin enough. I'm going to say that again, maybe three times. The church today doesn't hate sin enough. They like to play with it a little bit. They like to drink a little poison and get away with it. They like to do everything they can to push the line. The more you realize how wicked Satan is and how bad he is and the things that he did, you do, you don't want to do them anymore. Not only do you want to be a God, that little white lie. Oh, I'll just take a little bit. Oh, God will forgive me. Oh, I can get away with it. That's not the right attitude because everything you do like that is like Satan. I don't want to be like Satan. I want to be like God. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be holy. I want to be different. I want to be set apart. I want to be worthy of the high calling that God has given me. I want to be worthy of the blood that he shed on the cross for my sins. I don't want to abuse that grace. I don't want to associate myself in any way, in anything that has anything to do with Satan. Because he rebelled against my father. But all human beings, church, humanity, flesh, you got to understand, I told you at the beginning, pride, and disobedience. It's in our veins. And you're going to have to fight it until the day you die or Jesus comes back. And I want you to understand as we go forth in this and we're exposing the enemy, you go, why is is Satan fighting us so much? Because he doesn't want us to go to heaven. He wants us to go to hell. Just as the Bible says, I don't want anybody to perish, but that all would come to everlasting life. Satan says, I want everybody to perish, and I don't want anybody to have everlasting life in heaven. Why? Because we'd go up there with that person he hates. It's hard to imagine somebody hating God. Yet at the same time, people on earth hate him. People on earth hate him, so why is it so hard to think that Lucifer wouldn't hate him? And his plan and his purpose is to get other people to hate God. To get other people to believe the lie. What he really wants to do is to pull us away from our love towards God. And how many, again, he's not coming in and going, hey, I'm coming. I'm winding up. Here I come. Warning. He doesn't do that. You don't see him coming off from a mouth. Although, church, here's a great thing new. Here's some good news too. The closer you get to the Lord, the wiser you get in God. The longer you stay in the gospel, the more you recognize the enemy's plans. The more you recognize his spirit. The more you see it. And you can see it from a distance. But when you're a new believer or you're caught up in this world, you get blinded. How can we not remember Adam and Eve fell? Lucifer fell? All throughout the Bible, they've fallen, 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 fallen. I better watch out because pride comes before a fall. Amen. Smile at me. We must expose his works. Now, one of the things that Satan uses, and I want to, I am going to show this this morning just to get us started on this and, and get into other things. I would like to touch some things, show some things, talk about some things that I think that we have to be very careful on in our lives. Things that are consecrated that we shouldn't touch. Things that we must stay away from. He can come in all kinds of ways, shapes, sizes and forms. But the the way he gets us today is, is he comes in and he mesmerizes us. How many have ever been in that deep stare? You're there, but you're not there. You know, you're talking. To, sometimes I've been talking to somebody and they're in that deep stare. I just wait until they realize they're in the stare. When they come to, then I continue. Amen. He mesmerizes us. And he, he hypnotizes us. And we're, today, let me tell you something. The media is the king. The media. And one of the greatest, I'm going to break this down, I said this Wednesday, I'm going to take this in and show you something in a second and then continue. One of the greatest, or I I believe the greatest, they're all pretty close, but probably the greatest tool of the devil today and ever has been is music. Music. It got quiet in here. Well, why music? Music. Why would Satan use music? Why music? Why not movies? He uses that. Why not other? He he uses it all. But see, he's a specialist. Because he was the leader of music in heaven. Is it not amazing today that music has such a powerful force in our society? Is it not amazing today that we see these people leading millions and millions of people without knowing it straight to hell by their music? By their power. And, 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 and I want to get into this in a second and I'll, and I'll show you something. But again, I'm trying to ask the Holy Spirit to lead me, not get a ahead, ahead of the horse. But I, 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 see there, I see how he uses deceptiveness to sneak it in. And we watch something or see something and, and our whole problem is, is we say, oh, it's not that bad. Right, right. That's our whole problem. Because, see, it's really not that hard. God created us for one purpose. One, to worship Him. So Satan, if God create again, Satan is everything the opposite of what God wants. You think God didn't know, Satan didn't know God's plan? He heard Him up there. This is what we're going to do. We're practicing. Choir practice. Praise team practice. Come on. Let's get together. Let's sing. Come on. And he's leading it. But something got in him and said, I don't like this. I'm going to do it my way. That spirit still lives today. not going to do it that way. We're going to do it this way. And it's a spirit of disobedience. It's a spirit of usurping authority, undermining authority. And thinking, I'm better, my idea's better, I'm going to do it my way, I'm Burger King, I'm going to have it my way. Amen? Satan had it his way. And so he understands that if God created us to worship him, then what he can do to get his God that he hates mad is if he can take the worship of God and let them worship him, then he's taking away from God. But here's the thing. People don't go, oh, I'm not worshiping Satan. I'm not listing up Satan. I'm not saying I worship you, Satan. But here's the thing. Let me ask you a question. If you're not worshiping God, who are you worshiping? There's only two. There's not three or four. It's God or the devil. It's God or the devil. It's the world or the devil. It's flesh or it's spirit. And if you're not all the way in, Then you're 80%, you're 70%, you're 90%. But see, God doesn't, from what I've read in the scriptures, he he doesn't do too well with 90. He likes 100. And he even says, I'm a jealous God. And I won't share my glory with anyone. I don't care what your name is. I don't care how powerful you are. I don't care how famous you are. And so I want to say something. I'm going to show this quick video. I, 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 Jose had showed me something, and I appreciate that, but I found something else that brought a few more things in. It's a little shorter. But I want to say something before I show this. Don't, don't put it up yet. I'm not picking on these two people. They're an example. And I want you to know that music, as long as I've been alive, I remember in the 70s and 80s, rock music was, was the biggest. It's always existed. Satanic worship has always existed. It's nothing new. But we are in a day today where media has allowed Satan to have a bigger voice. Okay? And so I'm not picking on these two people. But the, and there's more than two maybe in there. But it, it's, it's an understanding of something that happened recently. And I want you to show that. But satanic worship in, in rock and roll and different genres of music has always been there. And um, also the, the spirit as well of uh, taking the glory away from God... in in an undermining way, but also um, getting power from Satan. Now, right before I do this, go real quick to Luke 4, so I'll have that ready when this video is done, okay? And I'm going to show you something to end up today. But I want you to watch this real quick. It's just a four or five minute video, if they've got it ready. And I want you to pay attention to what's said here.
1: Melissa Melton reporting for InfoWars Nightly News. The day after the Super Bowl, the top story on Yahoo.com was, did Beyoncé flash an Illuminati sign? Next to a picture of Beyoncé making a pyramid hand symbol, the article goes on to say, according to legend, the Illuminati are a tiny super secret cabal of influential individuals who have shaped the course of world events. So it makes perfect sense that Beyoncé would flash their triangle sign to one of the largest viewing audiences in human history. What better way to preserve a secret? That's a definite possibility. Founded by Bavarian Professor of Law Adam Weishaupt in 1776, the Illuminati is considered the most notorious secret society, a sect bent on manipulating reality and dominating through a world government. These so-called Illuminated Ones have been referred to by some as Satan's elite, whom they worship. Their symbol is a pyramid to illustrate the idea of a top-down societal control system, and the pyramid features an all-seeing eye, or the eye of Lucifer. InfoWars has reported extensively on the history of the Illuminati, their birthplace, their prevalence in popular culture, music, movies, and their intent to dominate the world. While the article's language seems to sarcastically play off Beyonce's hand gesture, is no big deal. This isn't the first time we've seen questionable symbolism at the Super Bowl. Look at these screenshots
0: we've got from um, last night's Super Bowl performance by Madonna. And then
1: uh, you can also Google image search for yourself and type in Baphomet. And of course, we see that Madonna is dressed up as Baphomet.
0: She's sitting on the throne of Baphomet, she's got the horns. Uh, later on she's got the hand gestures of Baphomet and this is the idol that the American people during Super Bowl halftime show are being told to worship. So, who's Baphomet? Baphomet is an idol used by Satanists to represent the devil.
1: This also isn't the first time we've seen questionable symbolism from Beyonce. The pagan deity Baphomet, a figure revived in the 19th century as an idol for Satan worship, has been prominently featured in her videos and album artwork and she even wears a Baphomet ring. And Beyonce isn't the only music star by far who's been called out for having hidden symbolism in her videos. The Yahoo article claims that Beyonce is merely supporting her husband's record label, but if this symbol is a diamond and not a pyramid, why are he, Beyonce and other stars seen looking through it with one eye? In addition, let's analyze this shirt sold under Jay-Z's clothing label. It again depicts the pyramid hand symbol with the all-seeing eye atop it and 13 rays of light coming out of the sides, encircled by a serpent and other smaller symbols with the tagline Masters of the Craft at the bottom. Jay-Z has also had some interesting critiques of hidden messages in his music as well. Jay-Z, H to
0: the Izzo, V to the Ize, j god that's what he calls himself. We just happen to come across a very disturbing song by brother jay-z and has a backwards
1: message in it and we had to reverse the song and play the song backwards six, six, six. Murder, murder, jesus six, six, six. and the rapper has gone on record wondering why people have linked him to devil worship and the illuminati when asked by radio personality angie martinez if these rumors of deliberately adding images to his videos were true Jay-Z responded, no, never done that before. Why would I do that? That's retarded. But here's a clip of another interview where Jay-Z actually admits he hides messages in his music. And then
0: I start doing, uh, you know, these different, uh, you know, hidden, hidden messages in the music, you know, just, just as a, that replaced, you
1: know, the technical aspect of it. And then it's just, you know, evolved from there. The Super Bowl aside, we've seen other curious eye symbolism at major events. At the one year anniversary of 9-11, the band marched out onto Ground Zero in what appeared to be an all-seeing eye formation. Are all of these mere coincidences? Many people ask if the Illuminati is such a super secret cabal and they're so devious, why are they openly hiding their symbols in plain sight? In his book Secret Societies and Psychological Warfare, Michael Hoffman II calls this revelation of the method, or advertising one's power openly to amplify it, gloating and flaunting the idea that resistance is futile before an unsuspecting public. Are all of these established Illuminati symbols supposed to acclimate people subconsciously to a darker agenda, or are we really supposed to believe that all-seeing eyes and pyramids and Baphomet costumes are going to be the new theme for the Super Bowl every year? And what is the average person supposed to think about this continuous symbolism inundation? Or is the truth that they're not supposed to think at all, but just go along with their regularly scheduled programming? I mean, how many coincidences can you have before it's not a coincidence anymore. These are overt messages of elite domination by a covert group parading a pageant of mass conditioning before the public in a culture dominated by television at a sporting event watched by millions every year. And many do not even realize what's happening. If it doesn't mean anything, why is it there? For InfoWars Nightly News, I'm Melissa Melton.
0: Pretty interesting, huh? Well, at that same, at that same party, we, I, I noticed that people in the crowd were putting it up. And so people begin to do things they don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. Right. And, and then at the end, one thing that Jose showed me on the video that she does is she's at the end, she says, and, and there's one other thing I'm going to show you. Some of you might have heard this. She has admitted, Beyonce has admitted, and again, I'm not picking on Beyonce as an example, okay? She has admitted that she is possessed by a spirit called Sasha the Fierce. She actually did a whole CD called Sasha the Fierce. And she says that she is not bold enough or, or, or strong enough to do the things she does on stage. It goes in to show how her face changed, that she got in that circle, and she said that the spirit possessed her and came upon her. I mean, she's outright saying that. Jay-Z said that he is possessed by the spirit of Frank, Frank Sinatra. I mean, there, it, it goes on and on. Then at the end of the, of the Super Bowl, she said, and these are things we don't recognize because we're just watching it. And we, just, we don't see all the little symbols that Satan's throwing in there that we don't pay attention to. She said, raise your hands and put them towards me. I want to feel your energy. Yeah. Yeah. And they raised them. So, so what are they doing? Without, without even knowing it, they're not worshiping Jesus. They're not in a worship service. They're worshiping the devil and who she stands for. And the interesting and really sad thing is, is if you look at the music industry, and I could list a name a mile long, these people who are today so popular used to be Christians. You ever heard of Katy Perry? Google her sometime and, and you'll cry. She was raised by parents in the ministry, although I question personally their ministry. But still, she had some... She had some background, okay, from church. And she was raised in church, and she says very clearly, I don't have time, I may show it during this thing. At 15 years old, she says she wanted to be. Have anybody ever heard of Amy Grant? No. She was one of the biggest Christian singers in the 80s and 90s. She went secular. I think she might have came back, hopefully. I don't know, I know her, but she said, I wanted to be the next Amy Grant. She says, because all I knew was, was, was Christian songs and all these things. And she, then she stops and says, But I sold my soul to the devil. It's, on, it's, on, it's an interview. Wow. She says, I sold my soul to the devil. The Illuminati is a group of people who get you together and promise you. Now, go to Luke 4 real quick, and I'll close this morning. He says, they're a group of people that give you a power, and, and they make you rich. They make you powerful. They make you famous. They tell you all the things that you're going to be able to do. And she, uh, Katie Perry says, I sold my soul to the devil, and... I can't go back. There's a song she has written called, help me Kristen, Wide Awake, okay? And that song is her basically saying blatantly blatantly that she knows she's lost it all, she can't go back, amen? I'm not God, but I still believe that if she'd repent, she could come back to the Lord, amen? But that's that's neither here nor there. She thinks herself that she's lost, amen? I don't know, I'm not God to say if what she did was blasphemy, I don't know, okay? If she did, she's gone. That does exist. But she says he's gone, the whole song wide awake. And then, how many are old enough here to remember in the 60s and 70s and 80s when they did backward masking with rock and roll? Okay, but they're not just doing it then. Did you hear what they did with Jay-Z's song? When they play a song, they do songs and lyrics forward so that when they're gone backwards, they have a message. Murder, murder, Jesus, 666. Oh, but I'm just listening to Jay-Z and I'm just rocking and I'm just, it's all good. And the devil's going right into your ears, to a whole generation of people. And again, I'm not picking on any particular singers; it all are lost. And and just because they don't come out and say it, remember the devil don't just come out and say it. Now you also saw on there. You got Luke four. I'm gonna show you something to break it all down real quick. You saw on there that they showed the the clothing line, right? Well, I found out that that's Rockaware. He owns Rockaware. I liked rock aware. I had rock aware. I went and got all my rock aware stuff and threw it away. I'm not going to have something that I know represents something like that. Now, you can get crazy and say, blah, 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 blah. When you find something out, you ought to act on it. We don't know everything. You could be brushing your toothpaste and drinking whatever. You can go the other extreme. But when I find something out that I'm wearing and represents something satanic, I'm not wearing it no more. That's the kind of stand God expects us to take as believers. Now, I want to show you real quick to close this morning, Luke chapter 4. I, again, I want you to relate yourself to the weakness we are as human beings. And I want to show you the power that Satan has, not to glorify him, but to show you what he has. Luke chapter 4. You remember when Jesus was tempted. Okay? Everybody in your Bibles? Let me find mine. Came out full of the Holy Spirit. Verse 1. Returned from the Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the who? Who? Who's the tempter? God. God cannot tempt. Whenever you're tempted, it's not God. I'm feeling tempted. I wonder if it's God or it's the devil. It's not God. James 4 says God cannot tempt. God cannot tempt. God can allow you to be tested. But God will not tempt you. Okay? So he's tempted by the tempter, the devil. And it says... And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when it had ended, he was hungry, and the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And what did Jesus do? He answered with the word of God. He said, It is written. It is, we need, you know what we need to do today? We need to get more it is written in our vocabulary. When you pray, we need to pray the scriptures. When you talk, you need to talk the scriptures. Don't say, well, pastor said, or the news said, or, oh, and by the way, I forgot to say that That thing we watched was not a Christian thing. That's not a Christian. That's not. It was a secular website. Okay, and I don't really know everything they stand for. I just watched the video, and it 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 was good. So, if if you go to find something else, there's something else I don't know. But they're not Christian. Okay, as far as I know. Where were we at? Man shall. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil taking him up on a high mountain. Watch this. Showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, just like the Illuminati through Satan is doing with these people. And the devil said, all this authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me. I give it to whomever I wish. Pretty straightforward. Satan has the power. Why? He's the prince of this world. He's the God, little g, of this world. He has power for a time to deceive and to tempt. We have the power to say no. We have the power to plead the blood of Jesus. We have the power to believe in Christ. We have the power to say no and get away from the things that have the appearance of evil, the Bible says. The very appearance of evil. See, the church doesn't have that attitude today. The church has the attitude of, I'm going to get away with everything I can get away with and still be a Christian. When the book of Timothy says, abstain from the very appearance of evil. There's going to be a separation in these last days of the true church. The true church that hates sin, loves God, and doesn't want to have anything to do with all this stuff. Are you you still here? Am I I preaching the truth? The Bible says there's two masters. So you can't go to a Beyonce concert or whoever else, or Madonna or Lady Gaga or Lady Kaka, amen? Sorry, Lady Gaga, whoever. You can't go to one of them concerts and, and, and sing their songs and then walk into this church and lift your hands and worship God because he said you better choose one master. You can't serve both. He'll let you. He'll let you do what you want. I need someone to get a little bit more understanding about that. You cannot serve two masters. He says you'll either love one and get away from the other or you'll cling to the one and be away from the other. Yeah. Choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Come on, church. This is good preaching. Expose the enemy for who he is. There's a lot of good music out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Christian. Amen. Raising up the name. Oh, you don't know all those singers. You can close your bowels this morning, for today. You don't know all those singers. No, I don't, but I'm listening to their words. Yeah. I don't know how they're living and I never will, but I'm listening to their words. Oh, music is bad. Guess what music is? Music. Uh-huh. That's right. Instruments are instruments. God made instruments. God made music. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. To do what? Worship him. Worship him. Uh-huh. So even if it's, oh, it's not even, it's not a bad song. There's no cussing. There's no this and no that. Is it worshiping him? There's a lot, all the genres. I told, I told you this before as we close out. All the genres you like, they exist. Yeah. Yep. Now, my own personal thing, I like certain musics, and you know my personal preferences. There's one thing I cannot stand. I cannot stand. This, you don't have to, don't hate me. I'm just throwing out my, because, because of how it sounds. I'm, I've never been a big rocker anyways. I'm not against rock. Rock's cool. But there's this one rock that goes way crazy. Well, they sound like they're gagging and screaming. I can't stand that. Sounds like something that comes out of the pits of hell to me. And they call it Christian. I'm not, I'm not God. I don't know if it's okay. But when I hear a song like that, and it sounds like there's demons screaming at me, I don't really want to hear it. But that's just my own personal one. Amen. That's crazy. It's a, I'm, I'm not killing everything. But that one right there just sounds, I just, it makes me go like this. I just can't, it makes me cringe. But music was made by God, and as long as it's worshiping him and lifting his name up, it's okay. But let the Holy Spirit guide you and lead you. But don't listen to these people who are deceiving you behind the scenes and worshiping Satan. Why do you want to buy a CD or listen to a person or wear clothes of somebody who blatantly, outright hates your God? Why? Why? We're too busy standing in the world and trying to be Jesus-like. You could be Jesus-like in the world, but the Bible says in Romans 12, be not conformed to this world. Amen. But be renewed by the renewing of your mind. Can you say amen? Let's pray this morning. Father, we love you. We praise you and we worship you. We thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, do your work. Teach us who you are. Teach us who Satan is. Teach us how he works. Show us by your spirit who he is and how he deceives and how he comes in crafty, Lord. And, Lord, there's a lot of things we don't know and don't understand. But when things come to the light, Father, your word says you expose things and you bring all things in darkness to light. And that's what we're trying to do, Lord. We're trying to make your word. Your word says that the the, the Bible is a light unto our feet and a light lamp unto our path. It, 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 It makes things clear for us. And God, we're not trying to tell people this morning, don't do this, don't do that. Your Word does that. Your Holy Spirit does that. We're not trying to, oh, what can I do? If that's your attitude this morning, it's not a good attitude. Don't try to find what you can get away with. Just love God and let God show you how to love Him. Just love God. Keep your heart pure. And know this morning that the Bible says That Jesus Christ has triumphed in Colossians chapter 2 and disarmed the enemy. He has defeated every spirit of darkness. And the only way that Satan, as we'll get into this some more, can move in your life is if you let him. You must be actively moving forward in Christ and rebuking the spirit of the enemy and resisting the temptation of the devil because if the devil caused Adam and Eve to fall, he can cause anybody to fall. If Lucifer fell out of hell, sorry, out of heaven to go to hell, he anybody's not too far above it. We need to be... faithful. We need to be in love with the Lord. We need to be on our knees. We need to be praying. We need to be understanding that the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour church. And that verse was not for the world. It was for the church. He's looking this morning. Who can I trip up? Who can I cause to fall? Who's got to, and listen, the greater call you have on your life of God, the more the devil will fight you. The more God calls you, the more devil's going to come against you. Why? Because God, the devil, knows that at the end of your days, there's destiny. There's souls to be saved through your life. That's why you can't be a, a, just a lukewarm Christian that's just going through the motions because you're not affecting anybody's life. And God wants you to affect. The devil will keep you nice and comfortable so you won't affect anybody's life. And he's okay with that. He'll say, I lost that person long as I don't lose the other people behind them, I'm good. He'll lull you to sleep, sing you a lullaby, pat you on the back and rub your head. I don't want to live like that. I want to be more than an overcomer. I want to trample on serpents and scorpions like the Bible says I can. I want to tell the devil to flee and resist him and the Bible says he has to flee in seven directions from a child of God. This morning, if you know who you are in Christ, begin to walk in that. Begin to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Begin to walk in the authority of Jesus. Begin to walk in who Jesus has called you to walk as. But if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, I've got good news for you today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation.